Fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market, laissez-faire, capitalist society allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Darn Hoosier. right it is. Welcome back into the program. It is a post-Monday celebration, the greatest day of the entire week. I have to admit, and bear with me here, we are going to power through this show like we have never powered through before because I will never leave you hanging. I will never walk away. This is what the industry does because we have so much to talk about. There's no way that we could actually take some time off. Welcome into the show. But yes... I'll try not to get those higher residues, which, I mean, I guess some people like this. I uh, Yesterday, we had a sore throat that turned into a full-blown, like, I have a massive fever right now. Uh, but don't worry. I'm doing all right. By tonight, we'll take the antiviral holistic teas. I know very shocker for some on the other side of the aisle that pharmaceuticals won't do the trick. I know. I know. Anyway, within the next day or two, I'll be just fine. So don't worry about us. We're going to continue to talk. We have so much to get to today. We have Jen Saki. See, here's the thing. I am not... Tested positive for COVID-19. I know that's a, again, I'm not tested for COVID-19. I do not have COVID-19 and I am unvaccinated. On the other hand, Jen Psaki, who has been triple vaxxed and wears a mask every time she walks up to the podium, she is testing positive for COVID-19 and the media having an absolute heyday about it. Can we think through Can we think through that one? That doesn't make any sense. In the, guess what? I have a cold. That's all it is. And you know what? It feels miserable. It sucks. But you know what? You'll survive. I swear, we have a lot of beta males in society today. Oh, my gosh. I can't go to work today. I don't feel good. I got stuff to do. So get out of my way because we got to get her done. All right. We'll get to all that and more. I don't want to waste any time because we have two awesome guests today. We have uh, Kevin McGovern. He is the Mac. He is a congressional candidate out of the great state of Florida. He'll be joining us at the bottom of the hour here in just a little bit. But we do have two guests today. And I don't want to waste any time. And I want to get right to it. As we also sat down earlier this morning with the congressman from the 5th Congressional District from the great state of Ohio. We get him on every month to get a congressional update. It is Congressman Bob Latta here on The Voice of Reason. It is Congressman Bob Latta with us here. Congressman, how are you, my friend? Excellent. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Always good to talk to you, my friend. Let's talk about, there's a lot of stuff going on in D.C. You're back in the district right now. But one of the big issues, of course, that's going on nationwide, obviously, is some of the redistricting, some of the uh, redrawing of the congressional lines here in Kansas. Ours has been taken to court, obviously, because a lot of the Democrats don't like the redrawing of some of the lines around here in our state. How is it looking in the state of Ohio and uh, moving into midterm election? What do you think this could do nationwide with some of the redistricting that we're seeing going on right now? Well, here in Ohio, uh, the Supreme Court's been actively involved, and uh, especially with our uh, General Assembly, they're starting on their fourth map. Uh, with the Congressional, the uh, court uh, dismissed the case last Friday, giving them the opportunity to refile, uh, which they did, the, Democrat, the, the National Democrats. And so uh, we're we're kind of back at uh, square one, and we're just waiting to find out if the court's going to keep moving in that direction or if we're going to have a May primary or not, because May 3rd's going to be here before we know it. And uh, here in Ohio, unfortunately, we are losing another seat, so we're going down from 16 to 15. 
That is sad. Now, is that going to, in the district that it is affecting, are we losing a Republican-generated seat generally or a Democrat seat, do you think? Well, and again, that's what these, the lawsuits are all about. Uh, and uh, <laughs> so we're, we're just kind of waiting to find out exactly what the uh, the court's going to do. And because uh, uh, here in Ohio, the, the court, we have seven members on the court. It's uh, 4-3 Republican, but the chief justice has been uh, siding with the Democrats. So it's been a 4-3 on the Democrat side right now. So we're just, again, we're just waiting to find out today what they might do with the uh, congressional map uh, with this lawsuit, the latest lawsuit. Where are the general population moving to compared to the census from what we had seen in, in prior years, obviously, with losing a seat in Ohio? Uh, where are people going right now? Where's the main focus of attention where we're growing seats? Well, you know, one of the things I, 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 when I'm out speaking, I always ask, like, I throw out our first question. I say, what's the most uh, transformational uh, device in the last 80 years in the United States? And I had one person get my answer correct, air conditioning. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when I was uh, younger, we had 24 members of Congress here in the state of Ohio, and here we're going to be down to 15. And so that's just in my lifetime. And so what we're seeing is a, a real shift to the southeast, the south, and the southwest. And uh, a lot of people just gravitate to warmer weather, not like it used to be, because you couldn't stand it down there in the summertime or in the you know late spring and early fall because of the heat. But uh, you know people are just really uh, moving, and you're also seeing a lot of the uh, in our industrial base shifting, you know, from into the Tennessee, South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia. Texas, all through that region. So we've really seen it shift in that uh, direction, too. Sure. I've also seen some of the trends nationwide about individuals leaving both minority populations and individuals, business owners, quote-unquote rich people that are leaving high-tax states, moving to lower-tax states. Are we seeing that trend, and have you seen that trend as well over the last couple of years? Well, you know, just take California, for example. This is the first time since California became a state that they will not be picking up a, uh, a congressional seat. So, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, you track is like uh, U-Hauls and moving van companies. Uh, and the trend has been in California, a lot of people moving out of California to other states. But here's the problem. They all complain about uh, how things are in California, but look what's happened in Nevada, New Mexico, Arizona, uh, Colorado. You're talking about a lot of states that used to be very red. They're becoming blue. Because a lot of these people do the, are doing the exact same thing that they did years ago in Massachusetts. People got sick and tired of the taxes there. So what they do? They go into Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine. And now those we, we don't have a congressional seat north of New York now in the New England. Sure. Very interesting. I love watching these trends when uh, we redistrict, when we see the census numbers come out, and I love to see how things kind of mold and, and take shape over the years. We're talking with Congressman Bob Latta from the 5th District of Ohio. Let's shift gears to some agendas and legislation going on in Washington, D.C. Obviously, you being on the uh, Committee for Energy and Commerce, talk about what the latest is there. Obviously, the latest uh, energy and commerce discussions that we've heard, of course, have been related to Russia and with the Ukraine, trying to cut off some of the financial stuff from Russia. Although, I had heard, and maybe you can confirm this. I had heard from some other individuals that some of the some of the sanctions that are supposed to be hitting the financial institutions and banks in Russia don't even take effect for like the next three months, which I find kind of interesting. At the same time, we see gas prices skyrocketing right now, and they're blaming it on Russia. Is that true, or is it due to some of the policy we're making here? Well, 
you know, right off the bat, to show you uh, how crazy things can get in Washington, you know, everything you just described, all the crisis that we're having, you know, the high prices, the inflation, it's everything. A couple of weeks ago, when we have a committee hearing on in energy and commerce, daylight savings time. Mm. Now, I don't think that's worthy of a congressional hearing when we're in the middle of a crisis. And, uh, you know, the Democrats are trying to, it's called deflect, deflect, deflect. You know, uh, people go back, and you can go online and find it, uh, when uh, Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders were in a debate, and Joe Biden says how he's going to shut down leases, he's going to shut down drilling, he's going to shut down fossil fuels, you know, like no more, period. Well, the guy got what he wanted, because when he came into office, he first day kills the Keystone XL coming out of Canada in the United States, 830,000 barrels of oil a day. And uh, what's this do? It makes us more dependent on someplace else, and, and with a lot of countries that don't like us. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this president has uh, killed, uh, you know, the leasing on our federal lands out there, making it harder to drill. And again, we got to take care of ourselves. And what we, because one of the questions I always like to ask people in the four years when the Republicans and Trump uh, were able to bring forward a lot of great policies. And get this economy moving and get this country more energy independent was the word OPEC. And now we have the President of the United States begging OPEC to produce more oil, begging Russia to produce more oil, going to beg Iran, who wants to wipe us off the face of the earth, to buy oil from them and Venezuela and send American dollars, you know, to them. So they, because again, when you look at Russia, we bought 245 million barrels of oil from them a year. Now, some people say, well, it's only 4%. That's $17.5 billion to help Putin do what? Finance his war against Ukraine. And, uh, you know, we can take care of ourselves here. And we were doing it because we could also produce Saudi Arabia and Russia on any given day. And when it came, came to natural gas, we became the number one natural gas producer in the world. But you have a president and a Democratic Congress that that uh, are beholden to the Green New Deal. They worship at that altar. And the next thing we're going to see is, is that the uh, uh, United States is going to be dependent again on countries that hate us and want to do us harm. But we could be doing it all right here. But, uh, you know, this president is just absolutely going in the wrong direction. And now we see oil at $112 a barrel. It's causing, you know, hardship to Americans. It's hardship to our farmers. Uh, everybody in business is uh, is going to pay the price for this. But again, it's all unavoidable. We saw gasoline prices going up by over 40% before the Russians even invaded Ukraine. So when the president says, this is all Putin's fault, mm-hmm. no, the pre- Mr. President, you can take care of a lot of this problem right now in the United States. Yeah, I mean, the regulations on the oil and natural gas industry is just absolutely insane. At the same time, I mean, obviously, Ohio being a state of corn, Iowa, Nebraska, Kansas, Rama, this whole plains and, and mid-region states, we produce a lot of corn. We produce a lot of ethanol. There's been a lot of ethanol companies that say, hey, if we could just produce what we were capable of producing when it comes to ethanol, we could also supplement into the energy industry, into the gas industry, and be able to compensate as well to help drive down those prices. Is that another option that we should be looking at right now? Uh, they won't consider it. I'm, I'm going to tell you why they won't consider it. Because, again, you, that means you're blending with uh, oil. And they, they don't want anything like that. What they want you, you know, you heard the president say he wants his country to be just driving electric cars. Now, here's my philosophy, because, again, it's it's our committee. If, I don't care what you drive. Let the American people make that decision, what you want to drive. Do you want to drive a fossil fuel vehicle or an electric vehicle? 
but at the same time, the president they just don't understand it, or they or they are trying to you know make the people here in this country be hoodwinked. Is with this, where are you going to get the rare earth minerals to make these batteries? Well, and eighty to eighty-five to ninety-five percent of the rare earth minerals right now are coming from where China. And uh, it would take ten. We had a hearing. It would take ten years to get a mine operational in this country today. We had a major car company uh, testify before us, and we were talking about electric vehicles. And one of the questions is, is that where are you going to get the uh, the uh, rare earth minerals to make these these batteries? Well, recycle. They would be recycling the batteries. But here's the first problem: where are you going to get the minerals at to begin making the batteries? So, uh, you know, we've got a real problem. And, uh, you know, again, it all rests at the president's uh, doorstep, also at the Democrats. Uh, they Again, they, they don't want people uh, having, overall, in a lot of cases, for you to even have a car, you should be taking light rail and buses and things like that, riding your bicycle to work. But uh, that won't work for a vast majority of Americans. And so, we again, uh, you know, I, I had some meetings with the Canadians. They're mapping out in Canada right now where they can find all their minerals yeah. up there. But here in this country, what are we doing? More reliance on who? People that don't like us, China and Russia. Uh, you know, not only with the oil, but also with uranium. Our, I've got legislation for building up our uranium reserves in this country for a nuclear side. But, uh, you know, again, we don't see it because, oh, no, we can't do that because... Uh, well, we'd have to, you know, put a mine in. Well, without doing that, uh, they're letting somebody else uh, do it around the world, and we've become more and more dependent on, again, people that really don't like it. There it is. I was Congressman Bob Latta. we got lots more to get to here for a post-Monday celebration on The Voice of Reason. Stay right here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. And Bongino Show. Bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a post Monday. It is a best day of the week. I don't care what anybody says. It is the post Monday celebration radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting wherever you may be watching or listening. We appreciate you very much. Bottom of the hour, we have, <laughs> I swear, okay, just as a warning, just as a warning, apparently I'm going through uh, it's adulthood again. I'm 15, I'm adolescent, and I'm going to start crackling <laughs> again today. I am still battling this wicked, I don't know what it is. A, uh, I've never, I haven't felt this way in a long time. It's been brutal, but nonetheless, we uh, are going to get through this. So if I crackle a little bit, just laugh a little, and I'll laugh along with you. That's all right. And on the other hand, Jen Psaki has COVID. Not that I want her to be harmed in any way, shape, or form. Don't, don't try and pull that one. Don't try and pull that one. I hope that she's all right and she survives it. I just find it ironic. She's been triple vaxxed and wears masks all the time. I haven't worn a mask since 2020 and have not gotten a single vaccine. We'll see who... Uh, um, is healthier or feels better in a couple of days and see how that one works. So, uh, <laughs> now again, I don't want her to be hurt or anything, for golly. No, we don't want anybody to be harmed. Speaking of, she, I don't know if the COVID's getting to her mind. I hear that COVID-19 can give you short-term memory loss uh, for the long haul and that you may not be able to have the memory that you used to. She apparently forgets about Hunter Biden's laptop when it's even asked to her in the press conferences, and she just completely tries to deflect it. So in October 2020, dismissed it as Russian disinformation. Do you stand by that assessment? Again, uh, I'd point you to the Department of Justice and Hunter Biden's representatives. Um, I'm a spokesperson for the United States. He doesn't work for the United States. Go ahead. Wow. Nice deflection. I mean, that was beautiful, wasn't it? It was a beautiful deflection. He doesn't work for the government, so therefore I don't represent him. I can't say anything on it. Now, she's spoken on it in the past. She's like, oh, it's not true. It's a bunch of malarkey. You know, there's nothing on it. Uh, You know, this is just a a spin story from the right-wing conservatives trying to demonize Joe Biden and the whole Biden family. But now we're starting to see some of the content coming out there, and it's kind of wild to see some of that content, not to mention how much money they've received from China and from Russia and from the Ukraine, how many individuals that Hunter Biden has uh, partaken with, so to speak. And while that's under investigation for a second time, now you would think for an average individual, there is when you have a laptop submitted for evidence and you see all of this absurdly bad things happen, uh, bad things on there, then you would think that would be an easy closed case. Yeah, we need to verify and validate that it's yours. And then you go to jail for a really, really long time. That apparently didn't happen here because why not? We don't want them to. That just went to the wayside. It went out. Now it's back in their hands. They have to do something because the media has to ask about it. We're curious about it. It can't just fall away like they wish it would. So deflection. The best thing Democrats have in their arson is deflection. We don't know what you're talking about. It never happened. Remember the whole Joe Biden, like, oh, we're going to give illegal aliens $480,000 for separating children because, well, it's reparations. 
Yeah. Remember that whole conversation? Remember when they said that gas wasn't going to go up and you weren't going to pay a single dime more in additional taxes? Well, actually, you're paying 7 8% inflation, which is a 75 to 8% increase in taxes that you're paying to the government because it costs more money to buy the same thing. So it's lie after lie after lie. But I guess that they've learned from the masters, haven't they? It's like the... Uh, uh, the Jedi that has learned from uh, the uh, the great master Jedi of Barack Obama, where, you know, if you want to keep your doctor, then you can keep your doctor. And we can see all that one went uh, for him as well, because it's lie after lie. After, or you can ask Hillary Clinton, too. Should I keep going? going? I mean, there's a laundry list of lies that the Democrats have done. And yet we continue to just be like, OK, we'll get them next time. We'll get them next time. But I don't think people are going to let this one go. The Hunter Biden laptop shows a lot of very uh, criminal activities on there and he needs to be punished and if the biden administration wants any boost in popularity at all in his presidency to maintain not only for the midterm elections this year but going into the presidential election in two years from now as well then they better start acting upon it and they can do it like they did with russia where they're pretending to talk tough but yet they don't really talk tough in any way shape or form like that'll work i could work when we come back speaking of by the way criminality speaking of um, having their dirty hands in certain things we'll talk about that with russia with our next guest, Kevin McGovern. He's a congressional candidate for the great state of Florida. Florida, you guys down there, you have a lot of awesome candidates and a lot of movement going on with conservative values. We'll do that when we come back right around the corner here on The Voice of Reason for a Tuesday. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government, censorship, and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality hear entertainment shows and of course yours truly with the voice of reason plus we offer numerous media services including helping you set up your own podcast become your own voice of reason and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic for information on all of our shows links to podcasts each show website or social media link or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment visit our website at hoosiermedia.com again that's hoosiermedia.com the future of media When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right you are, and you're listening to it all over the place. Multiple radio stations, TV stations, live streaming and podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. We are your political therapists trying to therapy you with all these shenanigans of the world. Trying to find that happy zen, or not, or because we're just angry with the crazy world that's going on. Your millennial general reporting. Oh, I shouldn't say that, though, because I honestly I don't have any military experience. And I don't want to offend this guy with our next guest because uh, he is the true hero of the day. And he's the one that is making a change as he has officially announced his congressional race for the great state of Florida as we get into the latest in what's trending. What's trending today? So looking at, you know... We used to have way back when, like decades, millennia ago, the nations that would go to war used to have like people that would stand on the front lines that would actually lead and have experience in battle and know how to counter an opponent, both in war and in negotiation and in leadership. 
Joe Biden has none of them, just by FYI. Uh, but right now we see Zelensky over in Ukraine. Regardless of how you feel about that situation right now, he is standing up and doing that for the first time in a really, really long time. What type of leadership do we need? And as we get closer to the midterm elections, I think it's kind of important to focus on leadership and what type of experience individuals have and what they can bring to the table to make some of this madness and anarchy in the world actually stop. And I'm excited to have on our next guest of the show. Is he is a retired Navy captain. He has uh, also been a senior officer assigned to NATO as well. He's running for a congressional seat in the great state of Florida. Excited to have on the program here at Kevin Mac McGovern. Kevin, how are you, my friend? Hey, I'm doing great, Andy. How are you doing today? I am living the dream. I really appreciate you coming on the show. First off, thank you for your service and what you've done. This is a very scary time. I mean, I'm a millennial. I'm 33 years old. I have yet to see a world war. Do you think we're on the brink of one? Because it seems to be getting a little sketchy over there. Yeah, it's very sketchy over there. I mean, we're in a proxy war now, and, you know, they don't like to say that, but we are already in a proxy war with Russia. Yeah. And that's kind of the what we had done for years in the Cold War, but this one's a little bit hotter, and it's got the potential to, to really light if we're not careful, uh, if, we're not, if we're not paying attention and doing the right things. It is unfortunate. Now, we've placed sanctions on Russia. We've tried to send, quote-unquote, aid to the Ukraine. Is it enough? Did we do it in time? And was this situation preventable in the first place, do you think? Well, let me that, – that's a, that's a bunch of questions right there, and I can tell you right now. I believe this is absolutely preventable. I mean, if you go back – you can go back all the way to, you know, uh, look what happened in uh, Chechnya. Look at what happened in Georgia. Look what's happened in, uh, you know, Crimea. Look what look what Putin did in Syria with gassing people over there. For God's sakes, this guy has been, you know, the bear has been taking a bite out for a long time, for, you know, going on a quarter of a century. And truthfully, the only guy who backed him down was uh, Donald Trump. And I don't care how you feel about Trump. you got to look at the truth. And the truth is when you've got a guy like Trump in there who said, I'm going to be unpredictable. and I'm going to pick up the phone. And, you know, if, if you cross this line, uh, Vladimir, here's what we're going to do, and we're not kidding. And 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 I think the Russians, you know, I think Putin really understood that. And now uh, you mentioned leadership a little bit ago. You know, I, I joined the Navy when I was 17 and learned what we call deck plate leadership. I mean, all the way up through the ranks, you got to learn this stuff. And you know, we avoid always. We always knew, and we were taught this. If there's a void in leadership, somebody's going to fill it. And in this case, Putin filled that. And, you know, that leadership, you know, we should have had U.S. leadership. Now, I could talk about NATO all day. I was part of the NATO force in Afghanistan. But, you know, since 1949, since NATO's been around, we've been, they've looked at the U.S. for that leadership. And when that leadership is missing or void or, you know, on a lid taking a nap somewhere, this is what happens. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Let's talk about NATO for a second. Since you have worked with them, I mean, what does the operation look like for NATO? And is it true, do you think, that because Ukraine wanted to join NATO, is was the excuse that Putin gave that why he invaded? Is it legitimate? Was it just a ruse because he wanted to unite the Soviets? I mean, why was NATO dragged into this? And do you think that they're going to respond in some way at some point? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Um, first of all, I, I think it was more of a ruse than anything. I mean, you know, Putin... Uh, he definitely wants to see the USSR rise again. He would like to see the Russian Empire again. And he knew, you know, he, he plays a pretty good chess game. I mean, he hasn't with his military, but he had for the, for the strategy, maybe not the tactics. But when you look at what he did, you know, he waited 
until oil was where it was at, until the West declared uh, a war on oil. He looked at us backing out of Afghanistan. I don't think NATO or not NATO for uh, for Ukraine was that big a deal to him. He would have found another excuse if it hadn't have been for that. Sure. I know that, as you mentioned, the U.S. kind of fronts all of NATO with uh, financially and military-wise. That's why, I mean, obviously you were representing there and so many other individuals. How efficient is NATO, and is that something that needs to continue on further down the road since, obviously, they you know they have a hard time deciding whether they're going to actually intervene here or not? Yeah, it, it's interesting. I don't know if you saw it. It was, I think, a week ago or maybe a little more than that. You know, um, there's always been a criticism, or in the last administration there was a big criticism, of the NATO countries in Europe not pitching in their fair share. They weren't building up their military. When this happened, uh, you saw Germany, they doubled their budget overnight. And now all the other countries are going that. Now, too little, too late. And I think the uh, you know the Ukrainians are paying the price here. Even though they weren't part of NATO, a strong NATO would certainly, would certainly keep the bear in the cage. That's interesting. Um, and, and this is... Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and we have been, you know, so, and NATO, it was interesting. When I was in, in um, Afghanistan on the NATO mission, uh, you ask, are they efficient? And I'm, I, they're needed, but they need a lot of work. And I think this is, this is something Putin didn't expect, is that this action, this illegal action, this illegal war, has got the NATO countries going, you know what, maybe... Maybe all this time we've said we've had this alliance, and now maybe we really better. I mean, you know, the, the, the Baltic states are scared to death right now. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. We're talking with Kevin Mac McGovern. He's a retired Navy captain, also candidate for the 7th Congressional District for the great state of Florida. You can find him online at mcgovern4florida.com and check out his website. Let's bring it down to the home front and talk about the congressional race and the campaign down there. Is this a hot topic of conversation for, do you think, a lot of constituents right now? And is this kind of front and center that uh, when you're talking to people, is this what's coming up? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, you've got... uh Everybody, it's on their mind. Now, I, I talk to voters all day, and, and I have been a lot. And the sad part is, Andy, I'll tell you, that a lot of people are scared. They're, they're, they're scared about what's going to happen to the country. They're scared where our leadership's going. Um, and they, they're, enthused about, they're enthused about the, um, the elections coming up and thinking the Republicans will take the House. But, you know, there's a lot of people out there that have given up hope. And, mm. and it just makes me, it just kills me. I talk to these people all day and I'm like, you know, you, you can't give up hope. There is a lot of people that's going to go to Congress in this session. And I believe make a difference. And I hope to be one of them. I hope to be one of the leaders there doing that. Yeah. I but completely yeah, agree. I, I, I've never seen so much enthusiasm from Republicans before. I mean, the minute that the election was done in 2020, we've seen Republican candidates jump into races all over the country for congressional seats and Senate seats and state legislative seats and attorney general seats. I mean, it's been madness for the last uh, year and a half, which is amazing to watch because I think there is more anger, as like you said. I mean, people are so down. Uh, but then at the same time, they're fired up and they want to make sure that we get back on track because there has not been a single thing that we could check mark under the Biden administration saying that we've been able to accomplish in a year and a half. And it's kind of sad. Not not a one. And, you know, the great news here in the, in the great state of Florida 
is that in the first time in history, we have registered more Republicans mm. than Democrats in the state. That's amazing. So we're very enthused. Yeah, that I mean, in history. So this is something we've got a great governor down here who's really uh, been, you know, holding these these crazy ideas and the Democrats and, you know, all the freedoms that we've uh, enjoyed in Florida, the other states haven't. So people really are enthused about the governor. I think they're going to be very enthused about that, uh, you know, when, when we take the House in 22. I really think so. The question is, yeah, can we can we make it that far right now? They have a dominant uh, majority over in the U.S. House. We have a slim minority in the Senate right now. I, I don't know if we're going to be able to take that one in the midterms. I would like to hope so. But, I mean, right now we're doing interviews for the uh, Supreme Court of the United States nominee, and she's a radical lefty. It's not necessarily going to change anything with who's yeah. stepping down. But at the same time, like uh, these types of issues, they're going to have a long-term impact before we can even get there. Absolutely. You know, and, and it is going to have a long term impact. But, you know, this is let's let's say we're at rock bottom right now. So we got nowhere to go but up. And that's what we're going to do. We have to have that enthusiasm. We got to get out the vote. We got to make people believe that they're going to have representation that listens to them and listens to those kitchen table issues. I don't know. I, I'm sure it's everywhere. But here in Florida, there are people that are really, really suffering under this inflation. Hmm. And it's just, it, it, it's got insane. I mean, people, you know, if you're making 40,000 bucks a year, you're in big, big trouble right now. Yeah. You're trying to figure out how do I, how do I fill my tank of get a tank of gas to go to work? I mean, it, it's pretty tough. Well, people are already trying to find ways to work from home, which, uh, or, you know, of course, I mean, the the easy solution from the Democrats is just buy a $60,000 electric car, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Call Elon Musk and tell him to send one over this afternoon. Sure, you know, yeah. and that, yeah, exactly. And you know, this, 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 this uh, war on oil, it's just, it, it's fascinating that the left, the far, far left has pulled the democratic party so far over there that they actually believe that they could just shut the tap off. And all of a sudden we're going to have electric, you know, they haven't told us yet where they're going to generate this electricity. Of My course. background is electrical engineering. And I'm like, uh, wait a minute. You know, there's something got to be on the other end here. Yeah. Let's, let's be reasonable about this. Well, I mean, and we just saw, yeah, we just saw the electric grid shut down last year when we had extreme cold weather. So obviously it's not even in shape for a disaster now. Yeah. Now try to put all the electric vehicles on. It's Kevin Mac McGovern. You can find him at govern4florida.com, congressional candidate for the 7th District of Florida. Kevin, great to have you on the program, my friend. Good luck. Let's get you back on again real soon. Okay, I'd love to do it. You hey, take care. You as well. Appreciate that. Lots more coming up. Stay here. With Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at network at gmail.com. Again, that's network at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out today for a post-Monday celebration. Thanks to Kevin Mack at McGovern coming on the program. A retired Navy captain. Also con- uh, congressional candidate for the 7th District of the State of Florida. Awesome to chat with him. We'll definitely get him back on. As we get closer to election season, all throughout this summer, hold on to your seats and strap in because we're going to be talking to candidates all over the nation multiple times getting ready for the election to get you aware of what their platforms are. Make your best judgment. Make that decision. I know that on the Democrat side, it's kind of a top down. They are told who to vote for, what to do, your marching orders, what you should say. That's why Hillary Clinton literally needed training to be able to relate to her constituents. Yeah. You like that? (laughs) I know. I know. On the home front, let's get into what else is trending here for the last few minutes of the show. What do you say? What's trending today? So, uh, the day number two of the Supreme Court hearings for Katanji Brown-Jackson as she's trying to become the next Supreme Court Justice of the United States. And Republicans coming out and asking her some really interesting questions. And I think she's kind of bombed them pretty bad. It's not going to matter, though, at the end of the day. It's going to be, if you don't support her, then you're racist because you don't support the first black woman on the U.S. Supreme Court. So it's going to be an easy cakewalk. They don't like to talk issues. That's why we had the difference between Tom Cotton yesterday saying, when we ask questions, we're going to ask about Constitution. We're going to ask about your views on activism as an activist court uh, or activist judge, as opposed to Cory Booker, who's like, oh, man, you are just so awesome. We're breaking records here. This is the greatest thing in the entire world. I don't care about your qualifications. I just want to get you in there because we are just setting the tone and breaking that glass ceiling. So how does she do? As apparently there's been accusations of her being a little light on uh, charging individuals and punishments for individuals with child pornography. Yeah. Kind of a serious one, you would think, when asked about it. This is what she had to say earlier today. As you said, the guideline was based originally on uh, a, a statutory scheme and on directives, specific directives by Congress at a time in which more serious child pornography offenders were identified based on the volume, based on the number of photographs that they received in the mail. And that made totally total sense before when we didn't have the internet, when we didn't have distribution. But the way that the guideline is now structured based on that set of circumstances is leading to extreme disparities in the system because it's so easy 
for people to get volumes of this kind of material now by computers. So it's not doing the work of differentiating who is a more serious offender. Wow, there it is. So uh, now look, I have a severe cold right now for those that are going to tell with my voice. I'm a little bit delirious right now, not necessarily feeling the best. Correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe I could be completely off the wall here. Did I just hear her say that the difference in criminality of child porn is uh, like racist or is some type of differentiating between I'm sure it's some type of racial card or economic disparity card or something because it's improportionate to who's getting charged versus who's not getting charged. And because there's a difference between you getting child pornography in your mail back in the 80s and 90s when obviously we didn't have the interweb and you got it there compared to now where you can just download a buttload of it on the black internet somewhere that now there's a difference on how you should be charging them based on the amount that they have. Can I, could you explain this to me, please? Cause again, I'm a little delirious right now. Don't know if that's exactly what she said, but to me, that's what it sounded like. Oh yeah. The roles are a little bit different from then to here. If you just have a little bit, then it's not that bad of a thing. And we don't want to try and cause more division in society. We don't want to keep the glass ceiling over people. I mean, you are when it comes to social programs or a minimum wage or, you know, an education system through the federal government. You're keeping that glass ceiling over people, especially minorities, which you hail yourself to be a success from to break through that glass ceiling. That's awesome. But at the same time now, you are saying, well, there's a dis- disparity between people that used to old school method of getting child pornography and people now that it's so easy to access. Does that make any sense to anybody? Because I thought... In a crazy, wild world that we lived in to where, like, child pornography is just evil and straight-up bad, that anybody with it should get the fullest extent of punishment because that's, like, the most horrible thing that you could possibly do is have child pornography or rape a child. I thought that was a bad thing. So it should just be across the board whether you get the, you know, uh, child whatever in the magazine in the mail or whether you download it off the interweb and you only have a little bit i thought we would just punish them to the fullest extent of the law because we want to make an example out of creeps and sickos in our world apparently not though you got to do it in a you know tier step level because even though she's a mom she wants to let some off a little easy because we don't want any disparities between different groups makes a lot of sense that's going to be a u.s supreme court justice here soon good golly back at it tomorrow Until then, be your own voice of reason. It's time to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government, censorship, and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media.